here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Shake Them Ropes. It is the week of September 1st. We're recording this on Tuesday night, September 2nd, 2014. It is almost autumn coming up. So you know what that means. It means horrible WWE storylines get going. Uh, So we're going to talk about this week's Raw. Rob McCarron here. Jeff Hawkins, as usual. Jeff, how are you today? (laughs) <laughs> is that what fall means to you it does well check the last couple of years usually the summers have been hot and then the fall gets just crazy bad apple cider donuts bad wwe programming the pools get closed <laughs> not out here not no in LA. I, I can well, imagine the water, not there the water parks do but not uh, not the pools yes uh, today we'll be discussing the thrilling episode of Raw from this week. <laughs> we'll be discussing where WWE is going with uh, the road to Night of Champions and where they're going with this invitation to Michael Sam to appear on Raw next week. Uh, but uh, first we begin with episode four of the Monday Night War documentary debuted on the WWE Network today. I got a chance to uh, watch about a half an hour of it before we uh, started recording this week's uh, podcast. Um, This week's edition was on DX, the rise and uh, importance of D-Generation X. Uh, Interesting. Again, uh, they've pretty much everything that was on this episode has been released in a variety of different forms uh, before. But if you were unaware of the... Heyday of DX, certainly a good look back. Uh, They dig into the uh, Rick Rude appearing on both shows the same night. They dig into uh, adding X-Pac and the Road Dog and Billy Gunn to the group. Uh, Shawn Michaels kind of downfall as he he quit WWE or, you know, was forced out due to his back injury. Go over a bunch of different stuff. Worth a look. Um, Not a big review because I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But this WWE Network Monday Night War documentary is going 20 episodes. This was only episode four. Plenty still to get to. Uh, one reason I wanted to mention this is uh, someone on Twitter this week, I guess it was last week, tweeted to Goldberg asking Goldberg, hey, what do you think about you being glossed over in the Monday Night War documentary? And Goldberg, of course, probably not following any of this. He doesn't care just replied, totally expected. And I'm thinking, well, there's still 16 episodes yeah. more to go. There's probably going to be an entire episode strictly on the rise of Goldberg. He will not be glossed over in this Monday Night War documentary. God, no. God, uh. no. But I know you had, a, <laughs> you had a thought on the network and some of the promos that have been going on this week. I found it fascinating uh, during Raw 
that the that the ratio of promos was something like thirty to one in favor of Attitude and Attitude Week versus Nitro. When Monday Nitro, all the when the episodes were the were the big addition to the network during this renewal period. It, it's almost as if there's an edict from on high. Well, Nitro is now part of your continuity in the WWE. It's time to start embracing it, kids. You won. We get it. You won, Vince. You won. Hype up Nitro. Hype up the origins of Chris Jericho since he's there on your roster still, you know? Hype this stuff up, you know? Use it as supplemental material as opposed to snarky image material, you know? Well, you, that, know that... you mentioned Chris Jericho, and that's one of the Raws that'll be debuting this week is the debut of Chris Jericho. They, they made mention of that. So watch of the origin of Chris Jericho in WWE is yeah. what they're saying. Well, yeah, but it's still it's still a territorial mm-hmm. thing, as if as if it's almost still a burr under the saddle, and and it's like, well, we can't really fully embrace this Nitro stuff. We can we can tell you the forty weirdest moments in Nitro history, but we can't tell you you know fifty you know great moments because you know that was WCW, and they you know what they were doing was you know the stuff that they did well was just copying us. Yeah, and it's like, come on, man. You know? Yeah, definitely more. Uh, it's Attitude Week on the I mean, WWE were, Network. There were yeah, but there were two promos for Nitro. There was a there was a live read where JBL kept interrupting with nine ninety nine nine ninety nine nine ninety nine, and then there was the promo after, you know, towards the end of the show, mm-hmm. and that's it in, in terms of the Nitro library. I mean, you could stay. T- there was like I think there was one other one that said stay tuned for the first Nitro after this Raw, right? But. You know, it's almost as if it's a, uh, I guess we have to plug the nitros. Yeah, it's you not know, the most important thing. Go watch it. it. It was what it was, but it wasn't as good as our attitude stuff. And, you know, I'm wondering if the DX stuff kind of glossed over there. I mean, don't get me wrong. DX was hot and it was a major part of it. But as has been said previously, DX didn't get smoking hot until they added the hottest act in the company at the time, which was the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. And then it became a mega stable, and I'm I'm sure it's a little bit of a Triple H reclamation project, trying to say I was as important as Austin and The Rock. Yeah, the first which, the first which half may or hour may not be true in my opinion, but you know whatever. The first half hour was pretty much strictly the. Uh... Original DX with China, yeah. Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. So when I had to uh, turn it off, they were getting to Xbox debut and then bringing in the New Age Outlaws. So I assume the second half hour is probably just all of them, which was, yeah, definitely the, uh, I would say, really the heyday of DX when yeah. it really got going. Yeah. Um, but It's uh, funny because in my area where I, I was in Virginia at the time, uh, during during the Rick Rude thing, and this that same week in syndication was an ECW with Rick Rude on it. Mm-hmm. So so he hit all he hit the trifecta that week for me the night got around and ECW. Yeah, interesting documentary. I mean, it's new stuff on the network. Uh, they're going to put up a bunch of Attitude Era Raws this week too, including the uh, that Raw where X Pac redebuts. Uh, they're putting in the uh, rejuvenation of DX. They're they're putting in the Chris Jericho's debut episode of Raw. Of course, you got your first two years of WCW Nitro that are now on the network, and 
and they're going to put those on the live stream also. So a lot new, a lot of new content uh, this week on the WWE Network. We talked about last week how I uh, my subscription had run out, yet I was still getting access to the network. Uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was about three days later. It was on Friday, about five days after my subscription actually expired, where it was finally turned off. Now I, I put in a call. Yeah, I said I, said this man should not have free. I can only assume product. that Vince listens to this podcast and got on it right away. Uh, um, damn it, we need to cancel his subscription. This Rob McCarron guy is subscribing for free. <laughs> Can't have that. So on Friday, you know, I finally I logged in the same way I usually did, and you know, it said you are not, you don't have access to this network. So I had to rebuy it so I can watch all this craziness and uh, and good stuff on the WWE network. But yeah, the promos, there were certainly a lot of promos for that. I really think they have to. I mean, it's funny to joke about how crazy they're talking about it. You got to stop with the whole 999 goofiness as if that's the main selling point for the network. Look how cheap it is. How inexpensive it is. You know, do what they did more of this week. Highlight the new stuff that's going to be on there. Highlight all the content. You know, when you see Netflix or Hulu ads, you never really see what the price is per month. You know, let no, the people go to the website and find out what the price is and what works for them. Sell the content that you have on the network. Man, this sounds like me from two months ago. Yes, exactly. I, and and the thing is, now they're trying the very cynical move of making trying to make nine ninety nine a chant. A chant. They have and a, a T-shirt. They have a T-shirt. They introduced with a T-shirt. On. Yep. Tweeted out the link to the T-shirt that strictly says nine ninety nine on the front and oh, on the back WWE be, Network. Trying to be the old guy at the club. Yeah. It, it just reeks of desperation. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But you gotta. I mean, if you're going to be not like Netflix, but better advertise yourself not like Netflix, you know, subscribe because of all the content that we have. I don't even mention the price. I mean, if you're no. going to do a TV ad, put the price in the bottom, but exactly. You don't have to mention the price. I can't tell you a Hulu ad where I've ever seen what the price was. Yeah, nor should you. It should, it should be on the basis of the pro people shop on the basis of, do they want the product and the price comes secondary. Amazon you prime. I never see what the price is until you go to the website. No, I subscribed once and I forgot about it. To be honest with you, yeah, and you just and, let people and the go. Thing is, and the thing is, the the other issue with that is when you stick that in the middle of a promo, which is supposed to be quote unquote real. Yeah, it just it just highlights what is so poor about this product right now. Yep. Yeah, it really. And then they're still doing the thing where the. You know, Triple H is the one on screen to be talking about the 999. Like, really, if you're going to do the 999, if you're going to do that thing where you just keep mentioning the price, maybe not your top heel. Maybe a guy that, you know, the crowd actually likes a little bit. No, and... and Buy and, into it. Yeah, you don't make the maybe. network the bad guy and, and you don't... Uh... Oh, you don't just throw it away as well. It's wrestling. They can tell, or they can tell the difference. It doesn't right. matter, you know. Right. And there, there was a problem with that throughout this entire show. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> News-wise, should be interesting. Uh, Chris Jericho is going to be on Triple H's, uh, or excuse me, the other way around. Triple H is going to be on Chris Jericho's podcast uh, next week, I think. No, this week. This week drops this week, I believe. That's interesting. What do you think? Uh, I. I hope it's not an hour of the witty banter we got on Raw last uh, last night. 
no, I think it'll be 15 minutes of that, and then there'll be 30 minutes of, well, a COO, what are you looking at for some of these new guys, some of these new talents coming up? Well, you know, everybody gets a chance in the WWE, and if they get the ball and run with it and they work hard and they're as yeah. dedicated as you and I, well, then they'll make something of themselves. A lot of talk, a lot of talk on NXT, probably. It'll be yeah. 10 minutes of Chris Jericho doing all his ads, Baby! playing a new Fozzie song, 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes of talking about NXT, another 10 minute ad break. And then the last half hour will be insults between the two about what they're wearing. Or inside jokes. Or inside jokes. Yeah. Yes. That, that, is, your, uh, that is your show. The podcast. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we're agreeing on so much this week. Uh, well, we'll see what happens during Raw. We'll get into Raw. Raw last night was an interesting show. Um, oh, someone's being diplomatic all of a sudden. Well, it was... It was, I mean, it was it interesting was, just for the fact was, of what, I mean, what's happening? It you was know? piss poor. It was poorly thought out. Like, oh. I would call it bad, oh, but some of the was, stuff was just not thought out very well. It, like, it what are we doing? The, it combined the worst of all worlds. It was poorly conceived, poorly thought of, poorly executed, poor, 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 poor. Just, it, it was, it, I mean, it wasn't as bad as, say, the Raw a couple years ago up until the Nexus debut, which is one of the worst Raws ever. If but you it were, was close. If you were someone that always argued that, okay, it's a holiday, WWE's not going to really pay attention to the show very much, you'd certainly have ammo to be on the pro side of that right now because this was a show where it just seemed like they were glancing over this week and building up the following weeks. Just throwing a bunch of crap, they'll watch it. It's Monday, you know. I mean, the main, then, the main angle on the show regarding John Cena and Brock Lesnar that we'll talk about is just a, I mean, it's an angle like, okay, we have to get through this week without really doing anything. So how do we fill three hours without actually doing anything? And this was the way they chose, which is, <laughs> I've heard a lot of comments. So we'll get the opening segment of raw was supposed to be a highlight reel with Chris Jericho uh, and his guest, Randy Orton. Well, Randy Orton did come out, but, Really, it was a group led by Triple H. Triple H came out with Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and Corporate Kane all came out. This is where uh, the insults started flying between Jericho and Triple H. Uh, we remember on the Raw, I want maybe a year ago, maybe even two years ago, where Triple H downplayed the importance of Chris Jericho. Yes, it was an he, angle with he, CM Punk, he, and yeah, he included Edge and RVD in that same promo. Yeah. And then yeah. Chris Jericho goes on his podcast and his Twitter account, and they start doing this back and forth thing. Mm -hmm. uh, this is pretty much what happened this week, except instead of because of the talent, it was basically about what they were wearing. I mean, these two guys, it just seems like probably aren't the best of friends, which is why I thought it was weird that he's being on the podcast this week. Oh, it's being diplomatic. I, you know, even in conception, somebody should have said this is bad because, A, when was the last time anything memorable happened on one of these in-ring talk shows? You, uh, you get, you get Shawn the Michaels being thrown into the teleprompter or the, the uh, Geratron 5000 or whatever you yeah, call it on TV. Like that was the last important thing. Yeah, it's like the contract signing. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows the drill. Eventually, it's going to turn into a fight and the furniture's all going to get mussed up. It combines that and the 20-minute... Twenty minute, I can take a twenty minute promo if you're being interesting. This is just pure exposition. This is this is ah, oh, we're table setting, table setting, table setting, table setting. Da, 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 da. You, you know, you got three bad heels out there giving their resumes. 
it was you have it was table setting for a table that they never planned on eating at. Right. And it, yeah, it's like, man, we need to do something about Brock Lesnar. Well, wait a second. Triple H hired Brock Lesnar. Number one. Number two, it's oh, it's not who's gonna win this match, it's who's gonna who looks the best, which no, you're whoever wins should be the guy. And then you know, you have things like, well, if Roman Reigns comes down here, I, you know, might shut him up or whatever. Roman Reigns should just walk in there and punch somebody. There's there's this deal they have to do where people just stand there and trade quips without doing anything. That drives me insane at times. It's like, this is, I'm supposed to believe you two want to fight each other. Why are you standing here and taking all this crap? Yeah, the whole and and then and then Triple H's little clever heel voice, which I never like Triple H when he tries to be clever. Yeah, the the whole segment was Triple H wasn't quite sure. You know, after the Hall of Fame panel last week and the the demolishing of John Cena by Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, wasn't sure if John Cena invoking his rematch was the best idea for business. You know, Triple H knows how important John Cena is; doesn't want him to be the champion. But he knows how important he is for business, so he wanted to protect John Cena. So he was going to come out and think about removing John Cena from the title match at Night that, of Champions. See, that even makes no sense to me, because he's the guy who hired Brock to destroy John Cena and get the... Well, he I, mean, hired... I, guess, I, guess, I guess I could I could leave a little bit of doubt in my mind in terms of, yeah, maybe he's thinking about what's best for business in that sense. Well, he, he hired Brock to beat Cena and get the title. Mission accomplished. So at this point, okay, now we have John Cena without the championship, but he's back. I want to keep him here. I don't want him to die in the ring. Yeah. I mean, as far as this making sense, I think there's been a lot of talk about the show, you know, being WCW-esque at at its worst. And I would not go that far at all because some of this made sense where people just don't want to find sense into it. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. This makes more sense, but it is ridiculous. It was more foolish than it was, you know, nonsensical. Uh, And there is a difference. I'll sue. That was ridiculous. It's such a heel move. It's a heel move. I was waiting for Chris Chris Jericho to say, yeah, I did that once in front of Congress reading laws and demanding things. But this is desperate, John. I mean, it, that part is just crazy because John Cena never won to talk about lawsuits. First of all, that is a heel move. He just won to, I'm going to fight and fight and fight until I can't fight anymore. I'm going to fight yes. for that title, blah, blah, blah. You know, I will prove it. The whole lawsuit thing. And then Triple H mocks him for mentioning the lawsuit, rightfully so. It's like, yeah, first of all, make, John, that's make, my gimmick. It still makes the, the, the choice look terrible. Yes. Yeah. The, the whole segment was 20 minutes of just stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and out of it, we got a six-man main event for the later on the show. John Cena was never actually... Re- well, hold on. John Cena was never removed from the main event. So that's pretty important yeah. to uh, know. He was never removed from the title match for the rest of the show, as we'll talk about as we get into it. No, it's another authority kind of... Throwing their weight around? Yeah, well, I was going to use the term circle jerk, but that's too crass. But I'll use it... You know, it's it's the, okay, we're going to put all of you in a match, and whichever one of you impresses me, well, then, we'll, you know, there's no real stipulation to it. There's there was just, no stipulation, no. You know, there's just, uh, impress me. As as if, you know, it, it's the authority, it's, it's you know, it's the heel authority figure crap. We had the, uh, the Miz and Cesaro defeating. Oh, but, go wait, ahead. Let's go back to Jericho. What else his you got part, His part in this, because he's better than... I mean, it sounds like everybody's thing was written far too much, mm-hmm. especially how do you, 
I've, I'm a 12-time champion. Yeah, well, I'm a six-time champion and the first undisputed champion. He should have just said, I'm the first undisputed champion. I beat two of the biggest legends in the sport. Checkmate. Boom. That's all you had to do. But whose idea was it to try a top 12 with six? I'm Chris Jericho's. Unless, unless it was like length. Randy Orton should have come back at him and say, yeah, well, I was the first WWE was, World Heavyweight Champion. I was the youngest champion ever, you know. There are plenty of things to do in reality that you could, you know, if you just take the moment to sit back. Yeah, this is where in the writer's room, and there was plenty of this tonight, where someone pops the room, and then they don't think about what it actually means once you get it on paper and put it in front of a crowd. This was so, a, yeah, I mean, first of all, historical facts. You can find almost something historical for every single one of these superstars at this point. Yes! I, <laughs> to, top, to top each other with, you know, six versus 12. You can find someone a fact of something that they were the first to do. Yes, I look, I only held it six times, but I held it for four months longer than you ever did. You know, whatever. You know, you can find something for everybody. And then having Kane out there, it's like, <laughs> I should, what kind of guy could come from the dead, become a demon? You know, like, Shut up. We got champions in this ring, fool. The Frey <laughs> movement on Twitter says that uh, he played Madden 15 instead, so he unfortunately didn't get to watch any of this. <laughs> oh, this was the type of show where not only are you afraid somebody else is going to come in and catch you watching wrestling but about two hours in you start to hate yourself for watching it yeah at this point i'm watching the show on my laptop in an attic just to make sure no one can get around it um by the way triple h when he was making the six-man tag said that the demon cane would be in the match yeah I was and he was not no mask you sold me on this demon cane. it was this corporate, corporate cane. cane it was corporate cane so triple h is getting his canes confused that's the best thing about that cheap pops cartoon is like Malibu Surfer Kane. Yeah, mention that because uh, WWE Cheap Pops was a cartoon that WWE released for about four hours last week. Uh, maybe went a whole day. Uh, this little two-minute nothing cartoon, and it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't actually watch it until after it had gotten taken down because I'm like, okay, well, they took this down. Maybe there's something to it. So I went and watched it. And I'm like, this is actually pretty funny for two minutes. <laughs> it was great. I thought it was interesting. All the different canes, Adam Bomb appearance. It's good stuff. And we're probably never going to see another one. Make fun of WCW more. Yeah, <laughs> I I missed it. You're burying our product. Can we get to the Miz match now? Oh, um, sure. If that's what's next on your rundown. That's what's next on the show. Oh, I thought... Uh, oh. See, I seem to recall coming out of that long promo, Michael Cole really hyping up. And this is great. It's like, you guys are not going to believe this. This tag team. And then they show, you know, Mark Henry and the Big Show versus the Wyatts for the third or fourth straight week. And I'm supposed to be impressed by that. Oh, yeah. They did have a, a package. That, that pissed me off so much. 1,400 <laughs> pounds in the ring. Yeah, they did have that, uh, that package. Really? I've been watching it for two weeks. I'm now supposed to be amazed. Golly gee, guys. I'm, I mentioned in my Raw report on F4W that, uh, yes, they had a week off and there were a lot of vacations being taken. But everyone was their uber tan selves tonight. And it was definitely seen in uh, our opening segment. Randy Orton's the tannest he's been in a, quite some time. Jack Swagger almost got deported by Zeb. Jack Swagger. 
Uh, we had Miz Cesaro against Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus. Damian mm-hmm. Mizdow mm-hmm. continues to be the the stunt double. This was Miz. almost the call I made last week about tagging in the stunt double yep. to do your, your work. I, I, <laughs> I'm liking this Miz character. Miz tried to tag in the stunt double. The referee said, no, you're the stunt double. You're not the real guy, so you got to get out of here. Ziggler was distracted, giving him the... Uh, the zigzag, and then Miz came in to give him his finish, and Miz gets the win for his team. So this was a win for the challengers going into a, Night of Champions. He has a director's chair. He has a yep. makeup girl who's a worker. Mm-hmm. I tend to think that there will be some powder in the eyes Maybe come Night some of point. Champions, but uh, that's uh, that's me predicting things. So uh, let's uh And then our, our first Growing Up Bella segment. <laughs> Throughout the show, we had a few growing up Bellas. It was Nikki Bella sitting in a chair in a darkened room, talking about the horrible life she led all because of her sister Brie. This one talked about Brie Bella stealing her prom date and how Nikki never told anyone until now. I, you know, I kind of liked this. and But far be it from me to, to say this about the WWE, this needed to be more campy. This needed. I think more, you're right. This was this was subtle. It was and, subtle, and it's, and, like, and it's like this had to be over the top. How she ruined my life. Not only, not only did 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 I catch him in the car, but she lost her virginity, and I was hoping to lose my virginity to him, and, and, and you know whatever, and you know just add some things to it to make it just ridiculous. Like have David Otunga being legal counsel. Where she just keeps looking at him occasionally, he just nods. I don't know about you know, that. C- c- well, you know, it's kind of like that thing where you know every liar g- lawyers up and goes on TV, and they have their counsel there with them. Just you know, do something like that, and but also make these situations far more, a little bit more outrageous. I need a little outrageous could have worked, yeah, because because these sounded a little bit, you know, kind of makes you hate Brie. It's like, yeah, she is a terrible. Even though we, even well, though we. You're supposed to know she's lying, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, for the children in the audience, make sure we know she's lying. And and I never say this because I want more subtlety in certain things and more realism in certain things. This was not something I wanted more subtlety in. And there would be more later on. We... Unfortunately, unfortunately, the most disheartening part is that the, the used car that their mom got was a 2000 Honda Civic, and I drive a 2000 Honda Civic now. Well, don't crash it. <laughs> <laughs> don't crash it like breeze like that, that was your used car oh, that was the used, well, yeah <laughs> uh we had total divas product placement a uh, one minute match layla naomi and summer Rae defeating rosa eva marie and cameron my future king of trios champion no god no yes put him in jakara book it gabe uh this was a minute of just you know, Michael Cole selling the main reason why you have to watch this season of Total Divas <laughs> is because Rosa Mendez is added to the cast. She's the draw. I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. This match was so bad. This, was, this had to be a rib on someone. She's All the right. draw for Total Divas. Here's your heel team. Rosa Mendez. Ava Marie. Cameron. Rosa Mendez. Rosa Mendez took it all. Oh, she she's been she's been in the federation eight years and still can't take a turnbuckle. No one's music was played. I believe they played the Total Divas theme to end the segment, so you knew that it wasn't about who was actually in the ring, but rather the show. <laughs> Thank God it only went a minute. 
but <laughs> this I'm, yeah go ahead this coming after the growing up bella is uh quite the first hour of tv so far we've had oh this entire division died tonight <laughs> it just did i mean you i still think ava marie needs to go back to a more natural hair color i don't even I know like, if i like her as a red but i don't even know. know if that was the worst diva segment we had tonight Oh no, no, it wasn't. But yeah. the other thing, the other thing I took out of that match is, and I hate to say this because I really find her attractive, but uh, Layla's new boob job is ridiculous for a woman of her size. She can't move. They're two or three sizes too big. I didn't notice. I I'm a Layla fan, okay. so I've I've noticed, but it's just like my she's she's buoyant. <laughs> It appears that she likes to uh, to show him off, though, on her Twitter. What? <laughs> there are some uh, there are some go, pictures go on the break. Twitter. No, I'm kidding. I'm just uh, I'm just saying. I w- I was checking out the Twitter, see what's new with Layla L. Uh, we had a uh, another tag team match. Mark Henry and the Big Show defeated the Wyatts via DQ. They won again. Over fourteen hundred mm. pounds of humanity in the ring. Michael Cole reminded us. And yeah, I uh, noticed the first two weeks we did this. We got 10 minutes of wrestling until Rusev came out. Uh, Rusev Mark Henry continues to be something. Uh, Rusev kicked Mark Henry, caused the DQ, and uh, looks like we're getting a break of the tag team for a moment that just began. So Rusev can go off with Mark Henry. I liked the kick from Rusev. My God, she does show off her boobs on her Twitter. She does. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I had to. Um, you didn't have to. Let's be honest. Yes. Yes, could've, I did. You could have been a gentleman. Mm, I'm being a gentleman. Go follow, you know, responsible organizations on Twitter. instead well, of I'm going to follow the National Organization for Women right after this. Okay. Just, to, just to cleanse my palate. No, I, the, the Rusev kick. The Rusev kick right impre- to the face. Was, imp- was impressive. Yeah. That said, let me let me throw this at you. Heel turn by Big Show. Um, that later on when they were backstage and they were talking, and and Mark Henry said he wanted to do it alone, and Big Show was giving them pet talk. Yeah, I I don't know why. I mean, because Big Show big... just he he just came back. Mark Henry and this Big Show team just started. And what's the point of turning um, Big Show heel? Another big heel. What's the number point? One. No, what's and the number, point of Big Show two. being heel? Period. Ever because, again. No, I agree with you, but I think the point is this is going to be. You know, you have a choice: Kane or Big Show for your cooldown feud for your title or whatnot. I think they're probably going to feed him to Cena. Okay. Eventually. Yeah. Leading into Rusev. Yeah. Because Gross. I think I think here's what happens: Rusev beats Mark Henry. And then they probably have the match either the same night or the next night for the belts. Probably the next night because I guess the Usos and, and Stardust are set to be in a program. Looks like it. And then because of the injury, Mark Henry gets beat or he can't perform and they still make Big Show do it and it becomes a two-on-one beatdown since he got the better of the two heels before. I, and then eventually, and he eventually blames Mark Henry for not being able to win the tag team titles. That's what happens. It very well could be. I, I really think they just started this Big Show Henry team, expecting him to feud with the Wyatts, and then realized they needed someone for Rusev, and someone thought Henry would be the best guy for it. Yeah. So they're just doing both at the same time. But what are you? What are you going to do? 
there's a lot of, uh, you know, obviously we'll preview Night of Champions as we get closer to it, but just right now, there's, it's a card kind of like SummerSlam, where it's just a lot of matches that are possible, and who knows what they're actually going to do. But I, yeah, it looks like Rusev and Henry is the direction they're going. Who knows what will happen with the Wyatts? Uh, a lot of talk, you know, the, the other voices of wrestling guys think that the Wyatts might be turning babyface at some point, and it, maybe, it, maybe it's the time. Do you think all three turn babyface? Um, I'm still, I'm still looking for Harper and Rowan kind of to go on their own, mm. you know. Uh, but I could see the trio turning babyface. You know, oh. people like the trio matches. You can have them face in top heels. Bray Wyatt's doing this blow off match with Chris Jericho on Raw next Monday. You can turn them all babyface. I think the crowd would get into cheering Bray Wyatt instead of hearing all these wacky promos. But, this feud's doing nothing for the Wyatts. No, it's absolutely... Well, luckily, it looks like it's over. But yeah, you're right. It did nothing at all for them. No, I think they're going to be fighting each other at Night of Champions. Henry and Big Show? Mm-hmm. Really? Maybe. I don't, no, well, wait a second. No, that doesn't make sense then. I think doesn't. Henry's going off of Rusev. Henry's going off of Rusev. Never yeah. mind. But who knows what they'll do with him. They might, they might be the odd men out at this point. They might not even be on Night of Champions. Uh, unless they do some type of six man, maybe that turns them babyface. There, there's some different ways you can go with Harper and Rowan. I just think the crowd's really ready to cheer them. You know, they have the they have the entrance where everyone has their cell phones on, and the Tron now has all the lights to make sure people know what they're supposed to do. Uh, it's really awesome. You know, I think the Harper and Rowan package is pretty cool. Uh, you need to uh, get Bray Wyatt hot again if you're going to keep them all together. True, but it might be babyface time. It might be baby FaceTime. But hey, next week's main event to try and heat Bray back up is a cage match of a rematch that nobody asked for. I tell Actually, you what, though, on a Raw, on a Raw, it's not that bad because you got to fill up Raw anyway. Well, okay. here's, here, here's the consideration. This is their big Monday Night Football debuts next week. It sure does. This and it's going to not... be all over the show, too. There's games from 7 o'clock to 1 a.m., so it's not like you're going to get a break. No. And that's that's also, I'm sure you're going to get to this, that's part of the reason behind the Michael Sam invitation. Yeah, it could be. Um, no, I know it is. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that because that actually comes up uh, after our second of three growing up Bellas. <laughs> this is the one where Nikki told the story about when they were 16, Nikki passed her driver's test, and Bree, who at this point has been established as a... Woman of nefarious sexual delights going, nice. after, going after the dates of her sister. Uh, Nikki tells a story about how Brie failed her driver's test when she was 16. So Nikki had to do all the driving. And the Bella's mom got them a car. And Nikki did all the driving. But Brie one day stole the car, stole Nikki's license, went for a little cruise of her own and crashed the car. Even showing a picture of a crashed, dented up, totaled car. And Bree never told anyone till now. Or excuse me, Nikki never told anyone till now. Bree even gave the officer Nikki's license, put the whole thing on Nikki. That's what I'd do if I were a twin. She should be in jail right now. Look, Nikki suffered in silence for right. all these years. She had to live with the fact that she totally just threw her sister under the bus. It's the next one that gets me, but. Continue. <laughs> After the growing up Bella, we got the uh, 
the Jerry Lawler on commentary. Now, if you're one that skips some of these mid-segment, you know, announcer stuff, you may have missed this because they didn't show a graphic at this point. Jerry Lawler just quickly says, hey, we're inviting NFL free agent Michael Sam to come on Raw next week in Baltimore and speak his mind. This is so... At this point... Crass and stupid. At this point, obviously, Michael Sam's not showing up. First of all, he's probably going to be on the Dallas Cowboys at that point. But second... Everybody keeps saying he's going to be on the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys have a practice spot open, and they're horrible on defense, and Michael Sam is in Dallas tonight to meet with Jerry Jones. So oh, well, it, well, <laughs> well, then. then and it, I think rush. it's something All that... All do is pass rush, so... Yeah, right. Sure. But what are you going to do? I mean, what a lot of people... Uh, yeah, but Michael Sam, okay. He's not going to be there, all right? He's just not going to be there. No, he's not. And and even if he, even if he were, he wouldn't do it for a shoot promo against the NFL, which is what Vince would probably want, because he wants a job in the NFL still. But my question is... What is this actually going to lead to, if anything? Because I don't think they're going to do something where, oh, Michael Sam just didn't show up. It's going to lead to something on the show you, next week. You, you mean, actually, what is it going to lead to, or why did they do it? Because they did it for water cooler talk. I, they did it for the water cooler talk. They did it because, okay, we have this NFL story on our show going up against Monday Night Football. Right. But what yeah. is it actually and, going and, to lead and to? Please, and please bury the NFL if he shows up. And plus, it gets your name out there. They, they've done this before where it's oh, like yeah. somebody gets in trouble. It's like, well, if you'd like a live mic to come in here and tell well, them they, what for. They invited that, that Raw where they got kicked out of Denver, I believe, because yeah. it was the Nuggets playoffs. Mm-hmm. And they invited Stan Kroenke to the show. And they've done invitations before. But okay, so Michael Sam isn't showing up. Right. I don't believe that they're just going to get to Raw and say Michael Sam didn't show up. I think it's going to lead to a segment. Now, what I think it's going to lead to... Damien Samdow. No, because he's Miz Dow now. He's fully uh, ingrained with the Miz in his program. Where is Raw at? Raw's in Baltimore. Hmm. This is what I thought was going to happen. I think this is a vehicle for the re-debut of Xavier Woods, Big E, and Kofi Kingston. None of which were on the show tonight, by the way. Really? They've been doing house shows as a team again. I think this is going to lead to the redebut of Woods, Kingston, and Biggie. Or Darren Young. It could be Darren Young, but he's still recovering from his knee surgery. I think he's still That's months true. away. Yeah. I thought about that too. But I'm like, just the what would you do on the show? Like, I can very well see they're going to have this invitation. He's not going to come out, but someone else will come out and talk, you know, kind of steal the heat. And I think that's going to be Woods, Biggie, and, and Kofi. I, I mean, there's there's nothing really that puts them together. You know what else I could see? I could see just a crass, real quick. Um, oh, what's the dumbass's name? I can't even remember it now. I'm so angry about this. Um, Rosebuds. Adam Rose. Yeah. It could be one of those, hey, he's just happy for who he is. We should all be happy for who we are. Uh, it could very Don't well be. Don't be a lemon. I don't know. I think they're going to try to use whatever publicity they get to at least get something out of it with a new team. They're going to dance around the gay issue. They're not going to hit that one on the head because that's just that's a that's a that's a non-winner. So so your idea of the re-debut of the Xavier Woods stable is a good one. But I just don't, I don't see them. I just don't. I, I think that's dead. I think that's gone. Well, I don't, I don't even know if it's a good one. I just think that's what they're doing. Well, I think it's an interesting one. And interesting is far more. For me, you know, it's, you know, I'm far more interested in that than. 
The last time I made a prediction like this, I thought Damian Sando was going to come out as Goldust partner. So obviously, I have a very good track record. Well, I'm picking Sa- <laughs> I'm picking Sandow this time just because it's obvious. In Baltimore, he can come out as uh, well. Just the, just the pun on the name. He can come back out as a Raven. I don't think you do. I don't get why you would do the NFL thing on this night though, because that just reminds the people who may not have realized that Monday Night Football is on. That oh yeah, the football starting. I should because, go check out the game. Because they live in a bubble where their fans are their fans and, and they're better than the NFL. They've always thought of themselves as better than the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just can't imagine that they're not going to do something. So I'm trying to think of what they're going to do. I thought of all the NXT acts, and there's really not an NXT act that I think, you know, in any way. It's such a, and it's, well, it's such a uh, dangerous a dangerous game they're playing right here because times have changed since the last time you pulled something like this with you know and this is also you know a brave new world in terms of the gay aspect of it if you're seen as mocking someone who's gay they're not gonna and and you may be reading a little they say any press is good press, but I'm not saying that they're going to hit it head on, but they might accidentally fall into it. Yeah, much, I don't like think the, they... much like the Lana and the Ukraine issue. Good. I don't see that. I don't see them mentioning it. They didn't mention it in any of the promos. They just said, we're giving Michael Sam promo time, basically. Didn't mention if they, why. If they bring out a midget, that might. <laughs> and hey, that's, that's very undersized. well, very well what they could do. Oh, God, they, they, very, there's a lot of different directions. I just, the direction I don't see is them just ignoring it. This is the one thing I'd I'd like to see him drop and just move on. Oh yeah, that would make sense. I just don't see it happening. That, yeah, if they I. just if we get to Raw next week and nothing is mentioned of Michael Sam, that's probably the best way they could actually I think, go. You know what? If they just redebuted Xavier Woods, cutting a heel promo about yeah. how exploitive this is, I don't even because they've already reshown Kofi and Big E since the Nation mm-hmm. thing was dropped originally or whatever they were going to call it intelligent men yep that's what was my but just xavier woods as a character doing this a little bit more toned down could. i could def i could see that and i could see woods cutting a heck of a promo yeah uh speaking of not cutting a heck of a promo paul Heyman came out and of course he can't hit a home run every week i didn't think this was this was filler at filler's best Paul Heyman just, again, addressing John Cena's rematch. Talking about how John Cena is so desperate to maintain his image that he has to go for this title shot even though he may not be ready. And this time Brock Lesnar's just going to end him. Well, it completely undercut the entire point of the show, which was that John Cena may not be in the main event. Yeah, well, at this point, he was still in the main event. Yeah. But, so Paul but... Heyman's cutting a promo on what his opponent was going to be. And I know there were ads during the show for John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Cole was talking about it. And this is mm-hmm. where I think some people are talking about how it was WCW-esque. John Cena was never taken out of the main event. You promote the match that you have, regardless of if it changes later. So this was Paul Heyman addressing John Cena's quest for the rematch. And really the way he said it, too, is if John Cena was taken out of the match, it's not like any of this promo was invalidated. No, but... uh there are little things that you need to do in order to keep that illusion up, like on the commercials, put cards subject to change. Well, again, <laughs> this this show was just to get through the Labor Day holiday. It was just to get through one week of TV. Obviously, oh, yeah. John Cena was never getting taken out of the match. So still promote the match that's made. Well, let me ask you this, because you're making excuses for this show, and I, I completely understand why. 
Again, I still think do, it's ridiculous. Do, do, do you think that they're, they're going to pull out all the bells and whistles next week? And what bells and whistles would that be? I don't know, but something... Obviously, they booked a lot of matches so see. far. Um, I could, you know, we have we have some matches that I think are are of interest to uh, I mean, do you think Batista walks out right at kickoff time? I don't. Okay. At this point, I don't think, because Batista, if he was coming back soon, probably would be on advertisements for shows, and he's not. I don't think he's coming back soon. He's still got the number one movie in the country, which is crazy to think. I mean, five weeks in, Guardians of the Galaxy is still number one. Um, I don't think he's going to be on Raw. Okay. I know we have the matches. I could see a possible re-debut of, uh, you know, the Xavier Woods stable as being something. Um, they'll keep going with all this diva stuff. I don't see anything earth-shattering coming on Raw next week. By the way, Batista on Jericho's podcast, once you get past the 20 minutes of Jericho, mm-hmm. really good interview. Yeah. <laughs> once you get past the host of the show. Well, the host tends to spend a lot of time on himself. Yeah. And that's his right because it's his podcast. It's his but show. At the same at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah, the appetizer's a bit much. I'm tired of the breadsticks. I need to spend less on myself. Yes. Zero minutes on me. Make the other guy look good, the Johnny Carson way. Right. Um. Yeah, I have not heard Batista on Chris Jericho's podcast. I assume he was good. Oh, it's 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 it's. Very good, and and he's very, a he's very self aware, and b he's very down to earth, which is a great combination. It always seemed like that. I mean, in terms of what he s- saw about creative and how they were treating him, and and you know how some of the fans were treating him when he came back, and he's like, well, what did I do to deserve that? Really good stuff. And also, the other really good interview I heard this week was a uh, Shivani on on Jim Ross's podcast. Uh, he makes no effort to make himself look good when he made a mistake and yeah. he'll readily admit it. And it was almost refreshing to hear that he's the one guy who's not going to say, but they didn't really see my vision, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. I wish he would actually, I want to see what kind of visions Tony Schiavone had for wrestling. <laughs> um, and it may seem like I'm making excuses. I think it's not so much me having to make excuses for the show. I think people are reading in more than what they should be on this show. I really do. Fair. Fair but enough. Jack Swagger uh, defeated Curtis Axel. Uh, I mentioned poor, poor Axel because now with Ryback out, he really has nothing to do. Nope. I mean, he was dead before. He's really dead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story of this segment, though, was what happened after Jack Swagger beat Axel. Of course, we had oh. Zeb Coulter returning. Uh, nice we, had, return. we had Bo Dallas come out. Bo Dallas set up a few chairs on the stage, brought out some fans, WWE Universe members. Uh, went through the stories. These were all fans that were disappointed and heartbroken and basically losing their lives because Jack Swagger didn't defend this nation at SummerSlam. Uh, the first person uh, was Richie, played by really Indy Work. What? Are you going? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you're giving props to who the people who were playing it. I'm sorry to jump on you. Go ahead. Merrick Brave. Haven't seen that guy in nine years. Merrick Brave as Richie comes out, says he lost his farm. Lost his livelihood, betting By all betting his money. He was betting on wrestling. Apparently, he, apparently he didn't follow uh, Wrestling Observer uh, for all the betting <laughs> odds. Known what to do. Um, bet double or nothing on the rematches. Someone who's apparently not following Reddit guy, even though Reddit guy is usually wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he talks about losing his farm. The next guy was 
deported. And I, I watched the show. I only watched the segment once and I watched it live. I didn't go back to rewatch it. I still don't know why he was being deported. Oh, he's a he's a tailor, and he was right. so he. This is a guy who apparently works in the graphic arts department at WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a tailor, yes, and he was studying for his citizenship test, and he was so distraught at the losses that he couldn't concentrate. That's so right. He failed his test. He failed his test because he couldn't study because he was disheartened by the he loss. He should have gotten Nikki Bella to take the test. Should have. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be the thing to do. Nikki's apparently a bright woman. Who would have called that? In terms of being the, the brains of the operation. She went after Cena instead of Brian. Seems to be the be- the smarter one. Watch Total Divas. She comes off as a ditz. <laughs> well, Total Divas is fake, so. No, I get it. How can you watch Total Divas? It's so fake. Don't you know that? I, I Unlike just, this real pro wrestling. I'd watch it on fast forward for the boobs. Um. <laughs> okay, well, you're just coming off as a huge misogynist on this show, just so you know. I'm a, I'm a man who loves women. Don't don't right. call me a messiah. I don't hate women. I, I I love them. Apparently, you have and parts of them. Oh. I love their brains. I'm a gentleman. Uh, third person was a mom. Can't never mind. Whose son <laughs> worships Vladimir Putin now. Jack Swagger used to be his favorite wrestler, but because Jack Swagger lost, the kid didn't go to Rusev as his favorite wrestler. He went to Vladimir Putin. This kid already has low standards and swagger as his favorite wrestler. Making quite the leap. Quite the leap to go to Vladimir Putin. So all three of these people were just done for because of Jack Swagger's loss. And Bo Dallas is making Swagger feel like the worst person alive. Tells the people all to believe. Well, this was a segment I thought shouldn't have been done live. It should have been taped. And if there's any time for a distraction, you play this during his match. Sure. I mean, in a company that does distraction finishes over and over again, this is a genuine distraction. Yeah. Put it on the Titan Tron. Don't worry about the live aspect of it and actually distract the guy. Might have been a good idea to do something pre-taped with this. If you're going to do this idea, you know, have yeah. it in a pre-tape. Yeah. Probably a little bit better. I watched, I can't believe Merrick Brave showed up on WWE TV in 2014. But what are you going to do? Uh, next we had just, oh God, I mean, going back on the show, I forgot how many disasters segments there were. Uh, Adam Rose defeating Titus O'Neil. <sighs> Slater Gator after a couple of weeks stretch where they just couldn't lose. Just now can't win. Keith Slater was great in this as the trying to fire him up baby face. Adam Rose. I thought, and, I thought he was the good part about this, this whole yes, thing. Yes. Titus not, and not, Heath are Titus, I always thought, was a guy that had the energy and everything. He just wasn't that great in the ring. But now with his new heel persona being intense, he kind of is getting it. Not only being intense, but being annoyed. He's funny when he's annoyed, and it's it's great. Yes. Because his character is a guy who knows he should be better than he is, but he's getting dragged down by these goofballs. Yeah. Titus dominating Adam Rose until there's hijinks involving the bunny outside. He Slater pushes the bunny down and then the bunny gets up and gives him a double leg takedown. And uh, yeah, Adam Rose hits Titus with his finisher. Adam Rose gets the win and he Slater and Titus are left there wondering what the hell just happened. The worst bunny since Fatal Attraction. The bunny's starting to get more involved. I think they're actually going to run with the bunny being a character at some point. Oh no, it's it's already beginning with this double leg takedown. Yeah, like the bunny is going to wrestle on WWE TV at some point. I mean, am I crazy thinking that? Hailing from the Rosebuds, the Bunny. 
Hailing from a hole in the ground. There'll be downloadable content in the video game and everything. Yeah. Oh, God, help us. Mm, I don't know. Uh, maybe that could be a character for Sami Zayn. They bring Sami Zayn up as the bunny. I'll, I'll stop watching. Well, will you? Actually, I don't know. He might make it work, actually. <laughs> he might make it work. Uh, we had Growing Up Bella number three. Yeah. This time, Nikki telling a story about how she once had to take Bree's final exams for her because Bree couldn't pass. So not only is Bree a dangerous driver, not only is Bree a two-timer, but she's also a dummy. Or Nikki's a prodigy. Nikki, hey. Like I said, I have a lot of respect for the brain on Nikki Bella. I, uh, I, actually, I actually have a lot of respect for the brain on Bree, even though she's a little bit of a... I, I wrote that uh, I wrote that I halfway expected. Wait, so what was I going to end that sentence with? Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not misled. I was I was saving you. Granola. Let's <laughs> let's keep going. I wrote that I half expected Nikki to blame Bree for Columbine in the next one, but unfortunately oh. we didn't. <laughs> unfortunately we didn't get a next segment. That was the last one. Oh, that would have. What could have been? I, I was hoping for the old. You know, Nikki was on the track team. And she was running the marathon, but she couldn't make it all the way. So I went out halfway through and ran the rest for her. And I've never told anybody until now. Maybe Nikki taped like three or four more segments, but she actually started to feel guilty for piling on. It just didn't get ridiculous enough as it heightened. It should have heightened every well, time. Well, yeah, it got ridiculous later in what was not just ridiculous, but oh. the worst, oh. easily the worst thing mm. on the show. Mm. Uh, but before that, we had Rusev dominating Zack Ryder, just crushing yes. him dead. Zack Ryder talked about a guy that got tan over the week. Zack Ryder was darker than he's been in years. Look, Chris Jericho, you give the guys the ball and they'll run with it. And, and you know, if they fail, then it's, then it's on them. It's my Triple H. That was. Chris Jericho's thing about Zack Ryder. I think Continue. that was better this time than even the first time. It's improving. It's a good Thank impression. Uh, we had Mark Henry come out, and uh, I can only assume that Mark Henry was planning on interfering in the match, but because Zack Ryder sucks so bad, Rusev <laughs> beat him so quickly that Mark Henry had to come out after the match. No, I think they just didn't want to uh, take away from Rusev's explosive power. So, uh, Mark Henry mentioned how Rusev is undefeated, even though that's not true. This was a great Oh, Henry was awesome. Promo. This, this was great. This was the highlight of the show. Him and Heath Slater were my highlights. Mark Henry cuts this promo. He's expanding the Hall of Pain. He's adding an international, international wing. Yep. Oh, that was great. And Rusev will be the first inductee to the Hall of Pain. I thought about going back and seeing who else had been yeah, entered in the was, Hall of Fame. I was thinking about that. It's like, well, wasn't Santino inducted right. at some point? I'm pretty sure he's not the first inductee, but hey, whatever Born works swoggles. for you. Whatever works for you. I guess Rusev's never been pinned, but he's not undefeated. Right. Because he lost to Jack Swagger via DQ on a main event that has obviously been forgotten by those who even watched it. These nerds don't know continuity. Eh, yeah. Uh, backstage, Stephanie and Hunter were discussing the growing up Bella. Stephanie felt bad that she hadn't done enough for Nikki. <laughs> She's one of the most powerful female leaders in the world. Angela Merkel, Stephanie McMahon. Angela Merkel. Get Angela right. Merkel. Sorry. Uh, I was being Anglo there. Apologies to the Germans. Yes. Uh, yeah, Stephanie, and she was feeling bad for not doing enough for Nikki. Had no idea just how much hell Nikki had gone through. So Hunter was so proud of his wife for always trying to help people. 
And then we got the segment of segments. Stephanie this is McMahon. Segment they'll show in hell when you die. This was for an eternity. There's no defense here. Not worst only segment was of the, the year. Oh, it probably I I think we so. We had worst match already. This this has to be worst. This was bad. Yes. And the crowd wasn't into it. What was a hot crowd at the first hour of the show just died. There was no crowd reaction. There was a spot, you know, at the end, you know, after the Brie and, and Nikki kind of fight. Mm-hmm. There's still AJ Page and Stephanie in the ring. Yeah, which could have been interesting. But and Stephanie and AJ are just standing there for like 30 seconds with no crowd reaction, just waiting for something to happen. It was bad because you basically bury the rest of your division by having Stephanie tower over and just sneer and, okay, I'll give the belt back. Remember when I I actually praised Stephanie for not being involved last week in the Brie and Nikki stuff? Taking it back? And here she is back. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the worst aspects of the Attitude Era, ironically enough, was the moment when they decided, hey, we can put McMahons over talent. Yeah. And this is just a story now that didn't need Stephanie involved. No. It'd be better if she wasn't. As much as she was great during the Brie build-up. A- it didn't need Paige and AJ involved, to be honest with it you. It definitely didn't need that. I, I think they're, they were trying to, uh, you know, when Nikki was... Well, let's just go through this segment. This segment was a com- colossal waste of not only time, but resources and just brain power. This was bad. Stephanie introduces Nikki Bella out, uh, I guess to continue telling her story. And immediately the crowd is chanting, Boring. Good on him. Yep. Steph started speaking up, which popped all the former WWE writers on Twitter, which is ridiculous. Stop yes. popping for Stephanie talking over the crowd. Maybe find out a reason why she has to. Uh, Stephanie's putting Brie down, shared her sympathies with Nikki. Uh, she was so proud of Nikki that she granted Nikki Bella a Divas Championship match. Mm-hmm. And this hit a light bulb over Bree's head. Bree comes out saying, is this what this was all about? You just wearing wanted the, a Divas title match. Wearing the second worst shirt in the Federation. Yeah, what is it now? Bree mode? Is that what it says? Yes. It says Bree mode. Act like cheese. Okay. Bree mode. Uh, but Bree is, you know, downplaying. Like, is this what all this was about? Is you just wanted a Divas championship match? So they go back and forth. Uh, Nikki again, um, Basically, is talking about how everyone's deserted her, and as soon uh, as soon as he realizes that Daniel Bryan will too, and that's when Bree started to cry a little bit. Um, AJ comes out. AJ's wondering, wait a second here, you're giving out Divas Championships. This is this is my title. Why are you bringing this title into this Bree Bella Nikki Bella feud? A question that rightfully was asked. AJ pretty good in this segment. AJ was fine. I mean, the fact that she was involved was stupid. Yes. Not her, not what she did was stupid. No. But it was crazy. I mean, AJ's coming out rightfully asking, why the hell are you putting the title in this segment? The Bella feud does not need the Divas Championship involved. And she was correct. Paige comes out saying, if you're going to talk about the Divas title, I should be present. And that's basically all she did. Michael, does everybody skip? Everybody skips. Uh... Brie Bella and Nikki go back and forth again. Nikki calls Brie a quitter. So again, Nikki was upset with Brie for quitting WWE and leaving Nikki alone. So tonight on the show, she wants her to quit. Nikki wanted Brie to quit and said this would all be resolved if Brie just quit. 
Bree was should and she should have left it in a little bit of silence there instead of just kind of why don't you quit? Why don't you go? Why well, don't you quit? Well, why this don't is you go? Why this is another quit? part why of why go? yeah it was so stupid because Bree starts to walk away. Bree basically says yes, I'll quit. Yeah, it's like all the talking made her come back. She nods like, her head yes. She starts to leave, and then Nikki gets louder and louder and just keeps telling her, telling her to quit. Shut up. Like, fool. she was doing it. Yeah. Just quiet down. So Bree, you know, pushes Nikki over. Nikki hits Paige on the way down, so she's taken out too. AJ and Steph are just standing there wondering how what all transpired. AJ picks up the Divas Championship after moments of silence. And this is where Stephanie... Gets right in AJ's skipping face. Says, give me the title back. The best thing about this was before she picked up the title right after they got shoved. Was was AJ gave the most CM Punk looking reaction to that. That, huh, this is weird type face. AJ was doing that and Paige was doing that too. Yeah, it was the best reaction. It's like, yep, she's a Brooks now. Paige was giving uh, some nice facials too. Uh, there are some images on Twitter. They're worth just, a look. Oh, I'm I'm misogynist. No, I'm, uh, no, they were I'm, funny. Okay, they were funny looks. She has her finger over her mouth, looking like, "Oops, can't talk now." Yeah, it's I just funny. didn't like the stare, the 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 dressing down of AJ by by the Amazon Stephanie. That just it didn't it it just undermines the entire division. In my it, opinion, it was dumb because I mean, Stephanie's given this look at the title like she actually wants it. Yeah, maybe I was reading more into that, but yeah, I what is. I, I thought AJ was going to plant her for a second. Yeah, it, it was. second, I thought that. It was so dumb. So now, I mean, are they actually going to do Nikki Bella for the title at Night of Champions? Or was the title only a prop to try and fill time? Like, this was another fill time segment because we don't think anyone's watching. We need to fill time. we got two more weeks until the pay-per-view. Like, what? This segment was a whole bunch of nothing. We're and it was horribly a, thought out and horribly I'll done. I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're going to have a tag team match next week with AJ and Bree against Nikki and Paige, and then we're going to have a fatal four-way for the title. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm just not looking. I was intrigued by the AJ-Page feud at first. I was intrigued by the Bellas yeah. feud and obviously Bree and Stephanie, and now I'm not intrigued with any of it. Yeah, it's like they put chocolate in your peanut butter and you don't like it anymore. I want Charlotte to get up here so damn fast. You think they're going to do... I'd see you have much more hope that they'll do something with her. I have hope that they'll do something with Charlotte because I really think they will. I really... I just... I mean in terms of actual workmanship in the ring and t- instead of character. When Charlotte comes up, I think we're going to see a dawn of a new era in Divas. You know, back Ooh. to the days of Trish Stratus. Calling your shot. Yeah, I, th- I think we're getting that era again with the women. Okay. We're still going to have the total Divas stuff, but we're also going to have the the women's title stuff where it's actually good. But this is, this is paint by numbers booking right now. You're going to have the, the two, the heel team versus the face team. And then all four of them are no, going to face each I other. I can't even say that. I, I think this was paint by numbers, but the numbers were, they said the numbers were in two correct no, place. Made, we got to move no them around a little bit. It made no sense to combine these two angles. It was, it was bad. Uh, backstage Rollins, Kane and Orton team RKO. We're going over their upcoming tag match. The Three Stooges. Corporate Kane, not Demon Kane, was getting ready. Triple H was wrong. He lied to us. We got another promo for Total Divas season starting this Sunday. Uh, again, they went over the big selling point that Rosa Mendez was joining the cast. Michael Cole g- gave his fake laugh like, oh, it's going to be crazy when Rosa's involved. It's not going to be crazy. She's going to be stupid. Uh, she's booked to be crazy. I'm going to watch the Colts and the Broncos. And occasionally Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm still upset that that show's going on Sundays. But what are you going to do? 
Uh, backstage, big show. This is where we had the big show and Mark Henry pep talk slash uh, breakup. Yep. Mark Henry said that uh, they know they're a tag team. Big show's like, okay, we just started this tag team. We can't get bogged down with Rusev. We got to stay true. We got to go after the tag titles. And Mark Henry said, fuck that. We could be so dominant right now. That was the key. That's like, okay, there you go. There's there's the hint of the heel turn. Yeah, you know, you might be right on that aspect. Henry said, no. He said, I'm going after Rusev first. This is something I have to do. And I have to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I can't have you involved, Big Show. You got to go. I'm done with you for now. And then Big Show gave him this crazy pep talk, which might actually also be a sign of a heel turn. Uh, and that's where it left off. Rusev and Henry is going in their way. And who knows what's going to happen with Big Show. Be a Russian sympathizer at some point. Oh, God. And then at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, with a good 37 minutes left in the show, we got the entrances for our main event. And then 15 minutes later, we got the start of our main event. (laughs) This was as long as I've ever seen them draw out entrances and opening segments leading to a match. Uh, we had all six guys entered. We had Triple H and Stephanie come down because, of course, they're scouting in case he does take John Cena out of the match. He's got to figure out who's going to put in it. Uh, we had the match itself went about 20 minutes. It was all right. It was every six man you've seen for the last two years, basically. Yeah, everybody's sitting on their hands until people start hitting their finishers on one another, yeah, and, and then it gets good. We actually got two of those, too. We got We got all six men getting in the ring with finisher after finisher, and then a commercial break. And then the match just kind of restarted and it was calm until we got the second big ending. Um, it was an all right end to what was a rather boring and poorly thought out show, but the tag match was all right. What I did not like about this one bit. Cena tagging in. Cena, uh, Cena tagging in Roman Reigns. The whole right. deal, okay? The whole deal on this show and even last week was John Cena getting in the ring, being dominant, and just finishing it himself. Right. Okay. The whole idea of the the tag match last week that John Cena was involved with was once he tagged in, he did not let up. He he gave an AA to every single Wyatt. Big Show and Henry were just standing there in awe, and Cena got the win. What was the point of John Cena if you're telling the story? What was the point of John Cena tagging out to Roman Reigns for any reason at the end of that match? If John Cena were a heel, I'd have an explanation because it's like, well, look how impressive I was. Now I don't have to, I don't have to get the win. I'll give it to the new guy. Yeah. But that's not that's not the point. The point, you know, it was well, we need to figure out a way for Roman Reigns to get the win and for Cena to stay strong. So he goes out there and starts jaw jacking the authority. Which, again, and this is where the whoever gets the pinfall gets the match stipulation would have been more logical. It was. I think they totally underestimated a Des Moines crowd, too. Yeah. Oh, it's middle America. They're dumb. They'll take what they can get. This is a smart crowd in terms of everything. They were, I mean, and and also, hey, we forgot one of our guys is from the Des Moines area. Oops. Yeah, the the crowd really did. uh, They were into Seth Rollins tonight. They were into Seth Rollins, uh, the Iowa boy. Uh, But yeah, this segment just didn't make any sense for the whole ending. John Cena tagging in Roman Reigns. And what's going to hurt them, as we've talked about before, how John Cena still took about two and a half, three years before he was over in the megastar on his way to being the biggest star in the company. Roman Reigns has been in the WWE for less than two years now, and I know you want to push him as the next big guy. You, If you're going to put him in six mans, he probably doesn't have to get the pin every single time. It may do more harm than good. Roman Reigns has, has a Batista problem. 
it, it may ter- do in, in terms of he's a big guy who can do his moves, but he hasn't. And I'm talking Batista at the beginning of his career, right? Uh, when he was brought up, Batista can do his power moves, or not Batista, but uh, Roman Reigns can do his power moves and his set pieces. He has problems with the the flow and the storytelling and the moves the rest of the time. It looks clunky. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have the rhythm yet. And if you push him before he's ready, it's going to be another Ryback issue. Even though people got behind Ryback, and they did, his problem was they turned him heel real quick. We have uh, breaking news. Do we on the WWE front? We also oh. have breaking news on the Denver Broncos front, but this isn't the show for that. Is Welker out for the year? Welker is out for four games, suspended due to amphetamine use. Amphetamine use? Yep. Like a like oh probably he, ephedra. He was suspended for two uh, for four weeks. Ephedra. Um. Raw has announced a special guest for Monday in Baltimore. Ray Someone Lewis? confirmed to show up. Omar coming? Jerry Springer will be the special oh, guest. So they're really going all out. I got to figure he's going to be involved in this Michael Sam thing one way or another. I figure it'll probably be also cheap NFL heats and Springer's from Cincinnati and they're in Baltimore. <laughs> Jerry Springer is going to guest on Raw. Woohoo! Buys. Nothing but buys. Yep. I can see, you know what? I can see Springer involved in the Bella thing. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? That could be it. And then they just do kind of a mock talk show type thing, and chairs get thrown, and Jerry, Jerry, nice little chant there. And yeah. Yeah. That that very well. I just what I mean. Come on. When, now. Are, when are the Muppets coming back? Uh, hopefully never. I just <laughs> yeah, I every agree. every three hours on a Monday. It's just it's just so much. You know what I missed? I glossed over the uh, the Dust Brothers getting their comeuppance on those Uso Usos. brothers. The Usos in, were wrestling. Uso. Injured Uso comes down dressed in his gear. No, mm. prote- I mean, as opposed to street clothes and protecting his knee for the big match. Coming yeah. Up. What was it? Uh, it was gold dust against Jimmy. I think. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, gold dust gets the win with the final cut after the match. The dusts take the chair to the injured Jay Uso's knee, just crushing him dead. Um, Uso's, they did a sneak attack on the dusts. The dusts were apologizing for their actions last week. And then the Uso's just, punch him right there without the dust brothers expecting it mm-hmm. so you know what i'm on team gold dust and stardust well they already fake apologized once on smackdown all right that's fine and jump the uso so you're supposed to know that rob am i though am yes, i really see be, just because smackdown doesn't matter you're still supposed to know what happened i guess i should start knowing what happened there <laughs> it just doesn't matter maybe when it's on thursdays because by the time Friday happens, like I'm not spending my weekend reading about what happened on SmackDown. No. I'm and then by I'm... the time Monday comes, I'm watching Raw. Yeah. Maybe when it's on Thursdays, I'll care more. But usually nothing happens. And I actually did know that the Gold Dust Brothers uh, apologized. Oh, I know. I'm just. But at the same time, they're apologizing again. Yeah. If you're baby faces, you just got to let them do it. Just got to let them do it. You know, for all the crap, I'll go into the post-Raw. Uh for all the crap Mongo took for being a terrible commentator, and he was pretty bad. He tried hard. 
he was just trying too hard to be funny with Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's still better. The reason I say that is, once again, I wrote down, commentary terrible. I'll still take Mongo over JBL and, and Lawler right now. Go watch those Raws some more, and next week tell me if you still agree with that. You mean go watch the Nitro some you, more? I, did I say Raws? Oh, no. He, yeah. yeah, Nitros. He, no, don't get me wrong. He's terrible. I and wouldn't mind gets, if they took gets, JBL off the... Once he gets the stupid dog, he's even worse. Yeah, if they took JBL off of Raw and just made it the two-man booth again, not the worst thing in the world. Although people would still complain about Lawler being crazy. Who was worse, JBL on Raw or Zabisco? Or oh, Zabisco Mark, was horrible. I hated Mark Zabisco. Madden. What about Mark Madden? Mark Madden was impossible to listen to. Because mm. he was just trying to get himself over. JBL's trying to get other people over just in a ridiculous fashion. He's still, at the heart of it, trying to get other people over. Yeah, Zabisco was phoning it in, unfortunately, and I thought he was capable of so much. Yeah. I, But uh, that was Monday Night Raw, horrible show. Next yep. week, we had several things announced. Obviously, we got the Jerry Springer news now. Uh, we're going to find out what they're doing exactly with this Michael Sam invitation. I think they drop it in favor of Springer now. They very well could just drop it completely. Um, I let me check. I'm going to go on to WWE.com and still see if they're hyping it because it was as early as an hour ago. Front page. Front page, their top story. Uh, right now they got the full raw results. Don't miss tonight's main event. We have, I believe Miz versus Ziggler one-on-one. What? On main event tonight. I've never seen that. Wait, no, hold on a second. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not a match. Ziggler is going to be a guest on Miz TV. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that will turn into Pyro and Ballyhoo. So our first story was uh, the Raw results. Second story, don't miss tonight's main event. Third story, Stephanie causes diva unrest. Watch AJ and Stephanie face off. And the picture they have on this front page makes Stephanie look eight feet tall. Uh, watch WCW Monday Nitro on the WWE Network. The top 15 most crushing losses with a picture of John Cena. Uh, Attitude Week on the WWE Network. They got Jerry Springer. I can't see there is nothing on this front page now about Michael Sam. Not a single thing on the front page about Michael Sam. Continuity doesn't matter. It's into the ether now. Hey, I tell you what. We can't complain, can we? No. At this point, we just got to... No, no, no. That's the smart move. We got to thank them. But yeah, there is nothing on this page at all. Even... Let's go to the raw results. Uh, Yeah. Nothing on Michael Sam. It looks like they're completely dropping it for Jerry Springer. Which it's a good note to end on. If you were well, I'll tell you, if you were going to get any publicity, you got it yesterday. Yeah. So you don't need to keep going with it for a week. People know yeah. he's not going to be there. Yeah, and especially if he signs with the Cowboys. You're right. Especially if he signs with the Cowboys, which very well could happen by the end of this uh end of this night. So that was uh WWE Raw from this week. Next week we're going to uh Keep going on Raw. We're going to do a preview of NXT TakeOver on September 11th. Uh, there are five matches signed, including a four-way for the title. So we'll preview NXT TakeOver on the WWE Network. Could be uh, the final NXT special to air on a Thursday night. So we'll uh, go hmm. over that. Go over any of the shocking news. We'll talk about whatever horrible segment Jerry Springer was involved with. Um and uh, that's basically the show for next week. It might happen on Monday night, might happen on Wednesday. Not quite sure yet, but whenever it does, you can follow us at Shake Them Ropes on Twitter, and we will uh, announce when we are recording. 
uh, so anyone is ready. Again, if you would like to uh, have your own thoughts heard on the show, you can give us a call and leave a voice message or tweet us at Shake Them Ropes. All of the contact info is in our very first tweet uh, on twitter.com slash shake them ropes. Uh, Jeff, a fun show as usual. Not mm-hmm. the best raw to talk about this week, but we got through it. Yeah, and if you want to talk to me, Twitter at crepgame13. Yes, you can go send them pictures of uh, of women's boobs or something. I'm way ahead of you. Oh, jeez. All right, everybody. That's Shake Them Ropes for this week. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, please rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Uh, we thank those who already have, and uh, we will see you again next week. If you would like to get in contact with us here at Shake Them Ropes, there are plenty of ways to do so. Follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes to get our upcoming recording schedule, as well as call-in information and the topics we'll be discussing. You can email us at rob at shakethemropes.com. That's rob at shakethemropes.com. Or give us a call with your comments and opinions anytime. Our landline number is 260-494-3811. And our Skype name is Let's Say Things. That's L-A-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. Let's Say Things on Skype. You can call us anytime, whether we're recording or not. Just leave a voicemail with your comments, and we can play them on our next show. Also, if we are recording live, you can call in and talk to us live, and that'll be on our next show. All call-in info will be posted on our Twitter, at ShakeThemRopes, so you can follow that Twitter handle and know exactly when we'll be taking your live calls. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We do have all our subscription info up on the about page at shakethemropes.com it'll have links to the itunes feed the stitcher feed and our rss feed so you can put it into any podcasting platform on your android phone tablet whatever the case may be Uh, so go to the about page at shakethemropes.com you can also find us on the voices of wrestling podcast network at Voices Wrestling on Twitter and VoicesOfWrestling.com. Voices of Wrestling covers the world of WWE, Independence, and is your premier source in the U.S. for New Japan Pro Wrestling coverage. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.